couple shots before we get started with the podcast. Okay. You are listening to Black and Behind the Scenes. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Black and Behind the Scenes. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. All right, guys. Brittany, how were you? Um, How was your week? The week is good. It's getting to that time of year where you're like scrambling, your schedule is getting full, and mm-hmm. um, you're getting tired already. But the season is just starting. It really is. It, it's a season of busyness. This anyway. is, yeah. Me, it's a, it's a season of slowing down and procrastination. <laughs> so that that's where I'm at right now. So yeah, yeah, especially when the weather gets cold, you don't want to do things. No, no things. None, none at all. <laughs> How was your week? Um, my week was cool. It wasn't too bad. Um, I got a lot um of stuff done. I'm just more so of a um, what would you call it? Uh, um, homebody. There we go. So I like being at home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I'm in my element. It's when I'm in the house, just you know, doing stuff around the house and chilling. So yes. And Under now the covers. Right. And now that the season is cold, it gives me even more excuse to be at home in my sweatshirt and my sweatpants chilling. Yep. <laughs> See y'all next time. See y'all next right. time. <laughs> All right, guys, so we're going to jump right on there. We have so much to update you on. Uh, this news, like, sometimes I construct my segment, and I think I'm going to talk about one thing, and then all this stuff pops off, and it's, like, so much other stuff to talk about. So, so much. Yeah, so I'm just going to jump right on into the industry rundown, guys. Um, so I wanted to follow up from last week when we talked about the Black Women Animate um association and how they partnered with Cartoon Network for their boot camp this past Saturday in Burbank. Um, So it's just been announced that they signed with APA, which is the world's fifth largest talent literacy and concert agency in the world. Mm. Um, So yeah, so this is um, really huge for them. And I'm assuming that all this happened. Well, the announcement happened when they had their boot camp um, this past Saturday, but I'm pretty sure this was in the works prior to mm-hmm. the boot camp. But um, mm-hmm. since they partnered with them, they announced they have two projects slated to come out that they're um, creating. Of course, people, this is going to be an animated series. One is called Girls, and it's about a Chicago rising star, Shay Morrison, and her socially awkward potion <laughs> brewing. <laughs> Okay, best friend Nia, who fights for Black lives and women's rights. Oh, so, potion brewing. Brew, yeah, yeah, girl, what you said. <laughs> because I can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't get that out. That's a lot to say, though. It is. It's very difficult. How about you try it? No, no, I, no. I, I'm not faulting you. It's it's a lot to say oh, with, no. in a description. So I'm I'm pretty sure they could have worded that differently. Girl, I was like, what? Potion, Potion brewing. <laughs> there you go. What she said? Because <laughs> I'm having a hard time over here. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh. Wow. All right, guys. All right, seriously. Okay. <laughs> the next animated series is called Backyards of Compton. Mm. Um, and with this writer, Kimberly Y. Per- um, Peterson, it's about, um, it centers a, a naive 10 year old who is sheltered from the dangers of the lurking streets of Compton mm. and experiences crazy, endearing moments along her journey. So, this will be kind of cool. So, I'm interested in seeing these two um, animated series. I wonder how they're going to come out, whether it's going to come out on a digital platform or on a network, or will this be streaming online, maybe on their website? I mean, I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but I'm very interested in seeing this Are these for children? 
Or for adults? They didn't specify. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I'll be looking out for it. Yeah, exciting. Um, to see more black um, animated characters on the screen. For sure. Um, so the next one up, guys, um, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I was just waiting for me. Girl, and I was just waiting. Yeah, she. It's like, wait a minute, why is she not? This is, this is Michael. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> my ears been perked up now. Yeah, okay. Now she, now she's here. Okay, <laughs> it's set to produce um, a hit drama called uh, and starring, sorry, yes. um, the Silver Bear. Okay, the Silver Bear. So the Silver Bear is based on a book series written by Derek Has, um, the screenwriter for Wanted, um, with Angelina Jolie. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with that? Movie? I've seen the movie. Okay, yes. yeah. So mm-hmm. similar to that. Okay, the novel centers an assassin named Columbus, called the Silver Bear by some, who tracks a powerful politician with presidential aspirations. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. Um. This book was also a trilogy. So I'm pretty sure the movie oh, will get be them coins. Exactly. You know exactly where that's going. So probably at the end of this movie, it's going to be um, a cliffhanger and they're going to probably come out with three or four more movies after that. So, okay. yeah. So Michael B. Jordan's doing his thing and he's producing it. So that's okay. huge. Is this going to, well, um, is Black Panther considered action? No, I don't know. Is this his first time being like an action hero? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, maybe. I mean, other than Black Panther. Well, um, yeah, not Fahrenheit. That's no. not really one. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter. As long as we, there are lots of scenes with his shirt off. Okay. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yes, because Brittany loves it. <laughs> All of it. And she can have it. <laughs> what? Are you yeah, no, no, I'm not. He was. Fine, it's Killmonger. But apparently, from what everybody says, it's the hair with me. It's him with the hair. Okay, that's what it is. But him, no. Mm-mm. Girl, he is so... No, he's First not. First of all, let me not... Oh wait, a wait a minute. <laughs> not only is he fine, okay, but he's super handsome with those dimples and that smile. I mean, you just yeah. want to, girl, be all up on that. Next. Uh, oh! okay. <laughs> you know what, y'all? I can't even with her. I cannot. I no, I just can't with Michael B. I'm sorry. Killmonger sure any day of the week. But no. Him, no. All right. That's for me. All right, guys. So next up is that um if you haven't heard by now, um Orange is the New Black has been canceled. Hmm. Um <laughs> <laughs> by Netflix. Now, I've been wanting to talk about this series on this podcast for a minute, but there just hasn't been a time for us to even talk about it or even bring it up, but this is a perfect time. Okay. So, um, for those who don't know, Orange is the New Black was one of Netflix's first episodics um, next to House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Um, it debuted in 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so sorry, not 2005, 2015. Sorry. I was about to say, wow. Yeah, no. Okay. Um, and it helped set um, the record for the most hours of content streamed in a single day in its third season. Well, yeah, so, I can see that. Yep. Yeah. So, oh, that's yeah. So, yeah. So, what did you think? <laughs> Are you upset that Orange is the New Black got canceled, or how no. do you feel? Okay. No, not at all. In fact, I felt like season six—that was the last one that just premiered. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it premiered, and I did not hear one peep about it. Same. I felt the same energy. Same. I didn't even watch it. No, me neither. I didn't watch season six. 
No, season five. five. Sorry. Yeah, five. I stopped watching. I mean, when Pusey died, that's right. kind of, for me, I was like. I was over yeah. it. Because, okay, so even though the storyline in the book, this was creation, it was all about Piper's storyline. Right. Who really cared about Piper? Like, for me, it was all about right. Pusey. It was about Tasty. It was mm-hmm. about the other characters. The other, that's yeah. what I wanted to see. Right. I didn't really care about Piper. And so, for me, yeah, it can it can end. I, I agree. And the thing that I, I was so excited about Orange is the New Black when it first came out, because at that time, there were no other black people on the television screen other than Scandal. Mm-hmm. So it was like, because I remember I was sitting down with my mentor at one time, and she was like, and I told her, I said, oh my God, I love Orange is the New Black. And she was like, no, Antoinette, it's very prob- problematic. It's not something that you should support. <laughs> and I was like, and I thought about that, and I get where she was coming from. But my thing was my thirst just to see our people on the mm-hmm. screen. That's what I was fiending mm-hmm. for. But she, you know, she was my mentor, but she was seeing it from a different perspective, which I totally get. But now that we have so much other stuff out there, and I see, you know, us and other arenas and characters and things like that it's like okay bye i I don't want to see you guys like this no more like i don't want to see it i'm done what's funny is in just how such of a short time span um we have evolved as far as content yeah content that's available that's wide and varied for us to look at right Mm -hmm. versus 2015 Orange is the New Black came on, we saw different type of characters, and even though it wasn't created by a white person, I mean a black person, right. we were still um, very much engaged because of the black characters right. on that show. <clears throat> Absolutely. And they definitely carried that show. For sure. So, uh, I think that's why it, it, it did so well, and it set up Netflix to be sort of this powerhouse that it was today. Right. Absolutely. With other creating other series and stuff, like when that, like you said, that was 2015. There were it was House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. That's all yeah. that they had, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's a whole different ball game. Yes, yeah, three stuff. short yeah. time, eight, three years, mm-hmm. and so you know, I don't think that they could really compete with their strengths. What's interesting to me is I really want to know how they determine cancellation of shows because they don't put out do, do, does netflix put out streaming numbers like no absolutely they not. don't hell no so how how do they determine if a show is doing well enough to continue for it to be streamed on the sh- on on the platform okay i'm glad you asked that because it kind of brings in, brings me into my next story but let me answer your question with this one um, from my understanding, how it goes is they probably look at the numbers to see how many, similar to how cable does it. Right. They look to see how many viewers, how many dropped off from the previous season, or how many streams that they've yep. had from the previous season. And if they see they're not obtaining a certain number, they're like, okay, so we're not getting the same eyeballs that we used to get on this show. So is it worth actually doing the production value of it? Because you got to think about the whole production and how they run this whole season mm-hmm. within a short period of time to shoot this. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of money going into this in a short period of time that they have to gamble with essentially to bring these viewers to watch. So I think mm-hmm. if it dropped off significantly as the seasons progressed, they decided to cancel it. I mean, that's just my opinion. But um, with the next story that I'm going to say is like with Luke Cage, for instance, mm-hmm. that was another show that was recently canceled with Netflix. Now, what people don't understand is the reason why Luke Cage was canceled. I don't think it was so much as the viewership as Marvel is owned by Disney. 
All the characters are owned by Disney. They let Netflix lease their characters to do their streaming numbers or whatever to develop um, productions of that, of the shows for them. But now that Disney is coming out with their own streaming services, they're they're not letting um, Netflix own the ownership or the leasing their content anymore or their characters per se. So they're not letting them do that. Um, and so they're, so Disney has already indicated that it will allow its licensees deal with Marvel to expire with Netflix so that the library can be moved to the Disney-owned content streaming so service. So that means the rest, because we already know that Iron Fist right, is, yep, that's was a wrap. canceled. Yep. So that means the rest of that whole series, The mm-hmm. Defenders, Jessica Jones, yep. it will be eventually yep. moved. Absolutely. Because now Disney is going to be a competitor for streaming numbers and services. So they'll probably be creating their own versions of a Luke Cage or something like that. I, w- I won't say now, maybe in the next couple of years as it, the the noise bubbled down, bubbled down a little bit. Kind of like how they do Spider-Man every freaking three, four years. They have a whole new Spider-Man, a whole new series come out. So I'm guessing that's what Disney is going to do. Mm. It's interesting, right? Hmm. Yeah. So and that's why Netflix is also like producing a lot of content for this. But um, I know our listeners, um, we got a lot of reactions on Instagram about the cancellations and people saying they're going to cancel their memberships, and they're really upset. And a lot of black leads for Netflix are all that their shows are being canceled. But um, what? What else? I don't know, girl. But that's what they said in the comments. <laughs> I mean, the only show that I know was canceled was uh, that horrid. Of a show with Rev Ron and his family. Yeah, that was canceled. But Seven Seconds, also remember, Girl. that was canceled. And people were really upset about that. Yeah, that's true, but... All I'm saying is you guys forget that Shonda Rhimes is coming. Y'all totally forgot about and that. And the Obamas. <laughs> and the Obamas are coming. So I think you guys are going to resubscribe. You better keep <laughs> when that you, when, Yeah, you know, keep that Netflix for a little bit longer. Because um, although this content, it has nothing to really do about, I don't think, the black leads. Or they're just all, yeah, it's not I a conspiracy so. theory, guys. Yeah, I, don't I don't think, think so. this has anything to do with It's race. not. It's it has, it has a lot to do with the fact that Netflix does not own the licensing for the programs that they've been streaming. That's why they have been creating their own original content to get you guys... Um, involved or dig, you know, get you guys engulfed into their network or their stream, their service mm. for that reason. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that is the story and I'm sticking to it. All right. <laughs> well, facts are facts, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right. Well, no Luke Cage. I mean, it's not like it was um, keeping y'all enthralled anyway. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah. Although I did feel like this past season was pretty good. I didn't even watch. Corey watched. I didn't watch it. I just watched it passing by the room. <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad it ended with this season because, I mean, the way this last season ended, it left it open to, like, Luke Cage was going on this different path than mm-hmm. he was probably destined to to be on. But I don't want to see him go down that path. So, for me, is is a good ending because I'm like, well, did he change? Did he not change? Did he remain his integrity or not? You know, mm-hmm. so I can, I can, as a fan of the show, I can be like, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with this ending. And that's what I've heard people say also is that they're okay with the way it ended. They yeah. weren't, they were not too upset about it. I, I'm okay with it. Um, and I'm pretty sure those, all the actors in it were great and they'll find other work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure they will. All right. Well, what all else? Right. That is it for the industry right now, guys. Cool. All right. Then. 
you guys. We're back and it's time for the spotlight. All right. Who do you have up for the spotlight today, Brittany? Today we are highlighting Stella McGee, screenwriter, film director. Um, her debut film, Gene of the Joneses. Not Gene of the Joneses, just Gene of Joneses. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it came out in 2016. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, it was a big thing on TV One when it did come out, Gene of Joneses. Um, I did see that. Very funny film. Oh, okay. Um, she also directed Everything, Everything with Amanda Steinberg. You guys remember that movie in which she was the girl who had the like lived in a bubble, fell in love with the guy next door. It was based off a book. Not ringing a bell. It was a cute movie. It but... just reminds me of um, Boy in a Bubble. Yeah, I mean it's sort of like that, but yeah. it's about a girl. Okay. So she directed that. Um, this year, her film The Weekend yes. premiered at the 2018 Toronto International Film Festival. Um, so that should be coming out on the circuit for everyone to view pretty soon. Um, she's also directed shows, um, for Insecure or episodes, I should say, episodes for Insecure, Grownish, and she is set to direct, um, the new comedy American Princess starring Issa Rae. Nice. Now, did we figure out that was a movie or a series? We still don't know. Yeah, see, I couldn't figure it out either. But that's awesome. Yeah. So, black film director, black writers, black actresses. Mm. We're here for it. Absolutely. So, shout out to you, Stella. Please continue to make great, dope content. Yes, absolutely. For the people. Catching the eye. Yeah. <laughs> for the women, we're fans here. So, thank you for all that you're doing in absolutely. the creative world. Absolutely. And guys, if you haven't seen the trailer for her upcoming, I guess it's the movie, right? The Weeknd. The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. Please go check it out. It is online and it, it looks so good. It does. It looks so good. I was like, where can I go see? Right. I was ready for it. I was like, wait, where can I go download it at? What can I see it? But it's not available yet. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, keep your eyes out for that, guys. And we are definitely rooting for you over here, girl. Thank you. All right. All right, we're back, and it's time for spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Woo! All right, what we watching this week? So we watched um, All American. Yes, All American is <laughs> a drama on yes. the CW. Yes, created by April Blair, mm-hmm. who is a white lady. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Daniel Ezra as Spencer James, uh-huh. Tay Diggs as Coach Billy Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all really the black people I highlighted for this show because the show is centered around those guys. So Daniel is a high school star mm-hmm. football player yeah. from South Central mm-hmm. and he is recruited to play for a Beverly Hills high school. Yeah. So the show starts with him, um, being recruited and then him adjusting. So the whole series is about him adjusting to his um, new role at Beverly Hills High School right. and just kind of um, adapting to two different worlds. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, and how to leave, live um, two separate, very different lives um, from South Central to Beverly Hills. Yeah. So, all right. So, this series. Um, 
I didn't know what to think going into it. I mm-hmm. I just I guess I just thought um I don't know. I was just like, okay, let's watch it. Let's see, you know, whatever. But um this is really good. This is really really good. I like it a lot. So the first thing I saw when I when I watched it is that the logo looks like a rip off of Straight Outta Compton. Um so whoever created the logo for the intro of this uh series totally ripped it from Straight Outta Compton. Um it did. You guys seriously? Okay, anyway. Um something else that I noticed is that Tay Diggs looks older. I mean, I know he's older, but he looks really older like he has gray going on and that beard mm. and i'm just like i've never it's been a while since i've seen tay diggs i guess in a film or, or whatever other than because when he was in the best man the wedding what was it mm-hmm. what was the last one yeah best man christmas christmas yeah he didn't look that bad well i'm not saying he looks bad he just looks older and I, this is the first time i've ever seen him like with the gray going on it's just scruffy you know just something different. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so, yeah. But overall, so the theme of the whole sh- sh- the series that I think that I'm getting is basically stepping outside of your comfort zone. Mm. It's like expanding your horizons, not um, prejudging people um, prior to getting to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found interesting is that Tay Diggs is actually um, married to a white woman in this film mm-hmm. or the series. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny because his kids were very swirly. So I was like, okay, so what's going on here? So when we got introduced to the wife, she's a white woman. Mm-hmm. And, I and thought, the kids are of high school age. Of high school age, right. yeah. And so the his son, Tay Diggs' son and daughter are the same age of the main character. Um, as Daniel. As Daniel, okay. yeah. So, as Spencer, his character. Well, Spencer, well, Spencer that yeah. they go to school with. Um, and so that's when they, they are introduced to his, Tay Diggs' kids' um when they go to the Beverly Hills school, because that's where his kids go. He's a recruit. He's a coach and recruiter for the Beverly Hills team. So, um, from there. So what I see that's, that's going to happen this season is that they're going to dive into, um, the drug epidemics of the pills, pills and potions, what the kids are on nowadays. So they're going to (laughs) dive right into that. They're going to talk about that a lot because Tay Diggs daughter actually, um, talks about, um, how she was in rehab. Yeah, girl. Yeah, they go there. Um, but it is definitely on, tr- like, it's not on trend, but it's definitely, if you're going to a certain kind of school, you're in a certain kind of environment, these are things that you expect. Kind of what I was disappointed in with um, Blackish when Zoe was introduced to drugs in college, but it's like, girl, you went to a certain kind of high school where you're in a certain kind of area. I know you saw drugs in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So pills and potions, like I said. Um, and so a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that's going on in this, the show is like girls are fighting over, you know, the hot black kid from the ghetto, I guess, you know, stereotypical kind of thing and stuff like that. And so basically this kid, the main character is, um, so this is spoiler alert. So I'm going to give it away. So so the last thing I'm going to say about this is that, so the Spencer, the kid who's going to Beverly Hills, who's a football player, he's growing up without a father. And they just say, the mother just explains, oh, your father went away to um, recruit, was a recruiter for a team. Girl, don't tell me the father is a Coach Baker. Yes, the father is Coach Baker Tay Diggs. And it didn't happen till the end where somehow he convinced the mother to let him come live with them because of the district that they're in. If he doesn't come move in or have a certain air, a, 
address. He can't play for the Beverly Hills team. So Tay Diggs convinced the mother to let him come live with them. Come to find out Tay Diggs is his dad. But, okay, so this was all revealed in the second episode? No, the first episode. All this is revealed. So this is like, but the son doesn't know. Like, only the mother and the audience know that that's his father. Not even Coach Baker knows it. You know, Coach Baker is the Coach Baker is the yeah. He knows that he's the dad. Yeah, because he and comes he's to been the a house. Deadbeat this whole time, and he's living in a mansion. And this mother and the mother of his child can't afford to keep the lights on in the house. So I want to know how they're gonna dig into this story. Like I really want to know. I I really am interested. So I'm hooked. Okay, <laughs> I'm in so, it. Okay, okay. I gotta know what's, what's going, going on. on. Exactly. <laughs> so this is giving us very much. Um, Friday Night Lights meets 90210. Oh, girl. Okay. All the drama. It's going to be so much drama because the guys hate him because he's the man. The girls Mm. love him because he's the man. And then you got the daddy issues and, oh, girl. Okay, well, let's just hope that, you know, it stays on because I did read that um, for CW right now, their lead series is um, Riverdale. Okay. And this show airs. After Riverdale. Okay, so they're trying to get that audience. Okay. So they're trying to get their audience, but I did read that um, over half of Riverdale's audience dropped off. Dropped off. Oh, shit. Um, okay. But hopefully, it finds. I don't. In my opinion, from what I know about the show, the two audiences may not mesh well. So it may mm. where you want to pick up those teen tweens, yeah, young adults for Riverdale. You may pick up a different viewer for All American. Yeah, I think like, what they like you'll watch All American, but you're not watching Riverdale. Right, right. So, so they should have put it behind Black Lightning then. That's what I thought that they would would have probably done. But let me tell you why it probably makes more sense for them to put it um, behind Riverdale because it is, in my opinion, a teen drama. It is. So, it, yeah, yeah, it gives me very much so teeny bopper. Know, it was that was annoying, but I was try I try to look past that. Yeah, no, it's a teen drama, so I think it's it's rightly positioned. I just hope it gains more audience and and it stays. And we'll see how long it um how many seasons if it gets picked up for season two. Yeah, I mean, but then I mean, also I will say this: if it does not, I'm not saying that I want to. I'm just saying if it doesn't, I can see the story being told through the first season. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see them rapping this. Because, I mean, it's just... For sure. I mean, though it is based on a true story um, of the yes. football player, um, Spencer... Give me two seconds. Um, um, Paysinger, um, who played for the New York Giants in 2000... Well, he was drafted in 2011. It's based off... It's a true story based off of his life. Girl, even about the daddy being a coach. Girl, I don't know. I want to tweet him or something. Ooh. Instagram him. Like, look. We're was your daddy... <laughs> Was your daddy the coach? <laughs> I need to know this. I really gotta know. Ain't he swirly too? I don't know. Okay, we got we'll to see. dig deeper. Yeah, we have right. to. Yeah, it was but good, so far we're here for All American. Yes, I'm here for it, and I'm streaming it. All right, all right. So you guys check out All American on CW. It airs on Wednesday nights after yeah. Riverdale. So I'm pretty sure that's like what nine, maybe ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. All right. And if you are a cord cutter like I am, it also comes on the day after on their app CW. But you don't have to be a cord cutter because you know why? CW is a broadcast network and you can get that for the free 
and watch it live. <laughs> she acted like this is on HBO. I just, I mean, I, all I got is Netflix, Hulu. I ain't got nothing else. Everything else, I download an app. Okay? You do have ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, CW. Okay, bro. you probably have the Bounce Channel as well. <laughs> okay, moving on. Our next spoiler alert is The Hate You Give. The Hate You Give released in theaters worldwide. Not worldwide. Yeah, Yeah, worldwide. worldwide. Yeah, Yeah. worldwide Mm -hmm. this weekend. It did um, 7 million this weekend in Mm -hmm. its wide release. So, so far domestically, it has done 10 million because, you know, it had that limited release a couple of weeks ago. So, total... The Hate You Give has given us $10 million. Um, nice. The runtime is two hours. Directed by George Tillman Jr., who mm-hmm. directed Soul Food, Men of Honor, and um, The Biggie Movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, it stars Amanda Steinberg as Star Carter. Yes. Regina Hall as her mm-hmm. mother, Lisa. Love it. Um, Russell Hornsbury. Not Burry. Hornsby as <laughs> Mac. And, you know, I was really excited to see Russell Hornsby um, on the screen because uh, I don't know if you guys remember this show on ABC drama. Uh, oh, the cop show? Lincoln Heights. Yeah, Lincoln Heights. Really wasn't he like, a cop? He yeah. was a cop on the Lincoln Heights. So I, was I remember. Excited. And he was in, um, in Fences, the, uh, the uh, movie release of Fences as Lion, the son. So I was excited to see him back on the screen. Awesome, yeah. Um, Anthony Mackie was yes. also in it as King, mm-hmm. um, Issa Rae as April Ofra, yes, um, and Common. Mm-hmm. See, don't start. Okay, stop Girl, it. All I can say was seriously, Brittany. I was just okay. What? What's wrong with Common now? <laughs> Y'all know. Y'all know how I feel about Common. He's oh. a horrible actor. No, and he's not. I, and I don't understand why you all keep giving him these roles. Because the he's not horrible. No, he did a good job. But he's a horrible actor. The only reason why he did a mediocre job oh, is God, because girl. he did not have that many speaking lines in the movie. Which is one of my favorite things because... So I read The Hate You Give. Mm-hmm. And the character Uncle Carlos... Is a big character in Star's life. Oh, okay. Um, not so much in the movie. Not so much in the movie. Yeah. Great, because Common could have not pulled that off. <laughs> the, the hate you give, okay? Jeez. Uh, always. <laughs> like, really, from a man comment, like, comment, I still love you, okay? I think you did an amazing Yo, job. Comment, I think you are really great outside of acting. Oh. Um, but, okay, so let's go on, um, get back into the movie. Okay, so the, the movie is about Star. She witnesses a, um, her friend murdered mm-hmm. by the hands of police. Um, so it's all about Star finding her voice because she's the only, she's a long witness yeah. to this murder. Um, she has to testify with a grand jury, um, and you know how that played out. It didn't, um, they decided not to indict, and so, mm-hmm. um, there's riots, and, yeah. like I said, the movie is really about Star finding her voice, and, um, you know, 
she feels like she has to go against two different worlds because she goes to Hawaii prep school mm-hmm. and then she lives in the hood in the inner city. So she's always kind of playing two sides of the coins. Mm-hmm. Um, but this incident kind of has allowed her to step back and re-examine some things and just be herself authentically in both environments. Right. Um, of course, the major themes are... Um, the power struggle and dynamics of the police yeah and the black community mhm um, police brutality yeah um violence in our own neighborhoods and yeah. black neighborhoods what else can we throw in there i guess um white privilege yeah definitely <laughs> that um, um a lot of things to unpack a lot. it's a lot it was a lot they gave you a lot they really did it was a good movie Definitely emotional. Emotional because the story is fictional, but it's something that we all know um, all too well. All too well. It's very much facts based on stuff that's happened recently. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, just as this weekend, I saw that video of the cop punching a 14 year old girl. Yeah. It's like, so this is not something made up. Is for real, for real. And so that's what made it so emotional because yeah. as the story is progressing, as you see Star coping and dealing with it, I, for me personally, I just kept thinking about all of the black men who have lost their lives due to yeah. incidences like this, like right. Tamir Rice or Trayvon Martin mm-hmm. or even Emmett Till. Like, you know, yeah. some of those, it just was like, Emotionally, it really and was when emotional. I finished the film, I was emotionally drained. Same here, girl. I emotionally, was I was just, I was done. And just seeing how she had to deal with the PTS after the situation, like they took you through all the emotions that you basically go through after witnessing something like so tragic um, as a murder, firsthand witness um, that you would have to go through, and just the pain. Like Amanda did um, an amazing job. Like she, she really did a great job as star. Like I definitely believed her. And I feel that the way that this film was shot or how, you know, the angles that they used, it made you feel like you were her at some moments. Mm. Um, and so that even puts you further into the film and further into just like, this is that felt like it was me, you know, like I was there. Like I, like that was my friend. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you really feel like you are this character, mm-hmm. regardless of whether you've been through the situation or not. Just growing up as a young black, you know, male or female in America, you have gone through a situation like this, or you can honestly feel the pain of someone actually going through something like this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think the um, movie did a great job of translating. Yes. Um, stars emotions uh-huh um after the incident because yeah. unlike um the movie the book immediately picks up at the party okay so the book starts at the party then the shooting oh okay and then it's a her processing everything yeah. after got it yeah okay so it doesn't give kind of like the the background to it and the no you find conversations all that stuff. with the father yeah. and stuff like that yeah no 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 yeah all that that, that was like... beautiful I thought that was dope um the connection she had with her father and her mother and just the family unit that she had because had she not had that unit the way kind of like her brother mm-hmm. didn't have that unit in a sense unless mm-hmm. he was over there with um 
his sister's family, his half sister's family, mm-hmm. it's like how broken it was and mm-hmm. how he didn't have the support and how um, certain things that happened or transgressions that happened within the film affected him in a certain way, in a negative way, mm-hmm. versus the way it affected her in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but even by lashing out and things like that. So I just thought that was pretty dope. And I thought that the film, I don't know how it was in the book, but did the um, the film, in my opinion, did a great job with uh, taking the different perspectives from Star's perspective to her brother's perspective to her white friend's perspective to um, the dad, the mom. Like, it just felt like, and even Common, her uncle, who was a police officer, it gave everyone side of their story or their version of why certain things happened or why it, it just started, I think it just started a dialogue in a sense. And yeah, that's what I'm well, hoping will happen. Yeah, because in the in the book, the movie, I mean, the, the book is narrated by Star. Mm-hmm. And so all those different perspectives you get um, are based off her perspective of the people who she's encountering and or conversations. Okay. Um, so it doesn't jump characters. It's okay. all from Star's point of view. Um, but like that whole thing with her white friend and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, no, that was just all from conversations and dialogues that you hear about. They do. I mean, but it's real live stuff that people deal with. I like the fact that, you know, um, it got to the point of the, of what the movie or the book was about. And, um, not just the hate you give for um, the system, right? And mm-hmm. the hate that the system perpetuates. Right. But just the hate that we give to one another. Right. Because even in the book, there's still a big dynamic between Maverick and King. Yeah. And I felt like there was um, that was a little play down in the movie. But that's like, in the movie, that's when it started was like, we are doing this to ourselves. We can't keep on yeah perpetual yeah. keep on this cycle mm-hmm. of you shoot me, I shoot you. You shoot me, I shoot you, and then they shooting at us. Right. You know. So, uh, I thought the I thought the um the movie was good. The book is better. Okay. Books it's always, are always like that. better. Yeah, I but, think because you can just you know be more descriptive and give more context behind things. Right. In a book versus a movie. And with the book, you know, you're the director. You're yeah, the you kind of come up with, yeah. You're the casting director. Yeah. So you, you're using your own imagination um, to create these characters. And like you say, it's more descriptive. A book and a film are two different mediums. Mm-hmm. And they, they abide by two different rules in right. which you have to tell the story. And um, although there were a lot of details that were, in my opinion, I felt like, Shouldn't have been changed. They were changed. Hmm. But it still didn't take over... Um, the overall message. The overall it. message Indeed. of the film. Well, that's great. Because I didn't read the book, but I just saw the film. And honestly, from the trailer, it did not make me... I mean, I saw the trailer and I thought like, oh, the Tupac music, yeah, like that's my shit. But um, it didn't give me um, enough motive to want to go see the film. And I think 
I think that's a, a perspective a lot of people probably can come off of because I went to go and just going to go see the movie. It was fucking amazing. Like I loved it. I loved it so much. I thought it was a great message. I thought it was an amazing theme. Um, just to be able to hopefully transcend through just the color of you know these are black characters are the main leads, etc. I hope everyone goes to go goes out to see this movie because, like I said, it will help start conversations that need to be had and people need to understand just different perspectives of just what people go through it's a human emotion it's just like it's real life like it's not just what a hashtag or just you know a flash by something you see on social media this is real life that's going on right now so um so yeah I don't know I lost my train of thought <laughs> yeah no, I mean yeah that's all I have on the film go out and see it go out absolutely. and support it um we needed to do more than 10 million absolutely guys go um, see this movie please. I do agree with you that the trailers could have been a little bit more um more uh audience catching but, yeah it just seemed like it was lacking something like I don't know it was something. It just didn't invoke you. Like, yes, go see the hate you. Hell, I thought the um the gifts that they put up on their page was a little bit more like, you know, now playing this, that, and the third. And it's just like, I, I feel oh, like wow. the trailers really downplay the, um, like the police brutality, the shooting, the rioting. I feel yeah, like maybe, freaking maybe if did. we would have had some more of that, then it would have been like, oh, I got to go see what this is about. That's Maybe probably, quick shots, like quick yeah. shots. I think that would have been better, like quicker editing. That was probably a marketing thing, right? We, I don't know. It just missed the mark. If that trailer missed the mark. I'm sorry. It did. It, it really did. I could see marketing like, no, we not, we not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Because it's all too real. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, but especially will, with the way yeah. things are going on. Yeah. You could, this movie could have been premiered today and then something like yeah. this could have happened the day it premiered, right? Mm -hmm. And then that would have been a PR marketing disaster for them people. And uh, that's why, yeah. you know they what I'm saying? That's why they was playing it safe. I could see them saying, okay. no. No, we're not going there. No, we ain't going there. But it was good, though. Oh, God, it was so good. It's yeah. very emotional. So go check out the Hey You Give. Bring your handkerchiefs. Bring yeah. your tissues. And don't take your children if they're under the age of 10. Please don't. I don't, I mean, because no, my sister. No, I think that they should. Mm -mm, I don't think so. I think they need to be a little bit older because it's so emotional. It's so heavy. I just think it's so, so heavy that I think they need to wait a little bit. Just a little bit. Mm, I think, no? I think they need to have a conversation as early as possible. Have a conversation, but not see the movie. <laughs> like, just not. Yeah, you think no. so? Yeah. Jeez. So it's just they can so see. Heavy. Why not? I mean, it's happening in the news. Yeah. It's not know. like people are not being informed or being shielded from this. They see it. Yeah. So, no. Go yeah. on and take them to see it. Mm. And, um, you know what's so funny? I love my people. Y'all are so funny in the movie theater. <laughs> it was a black girl. She had her black power fist up. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, girl, you better go ahead and wrap in here. Yeah, it'll evoke that. For and sure. so, okay. So, another part, this may be a little bit of a spoiler alert, but okay. So, the part where um, uh, Matt came back to the house to post up. Oh, me. yeah. <laughs> Yo, why did this dude sit next to me? He was like, who would? Oh, shut up. Who would? I was like, See, I 
I'm glad I went on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Early Sunday morning. Niggas. Oh, God. Oh, but no, black yeah. People, black yeah, people. that is hilarious. So, wait, I have one more question for you, though, Brittany. Since you read the book, how much was Tupac influenced in this, um, in the book? Because I saw, you know, yeah. I had no idea that Hate You Give was Thug Life. Oh, or, like, off of thing. here. I, I didn't know. Shit. I told y'all the movie didn't have me, the trailer didn't have me that interested. But even so, you didn't know what that, that that's what that meant. It wasn't until Kendrick Lamar, the amazing, incomparable Kendrick Lamar, um, <laughs> until he posted something on his page where it said Thug Life and then he was like promoting the movie. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all in the book. Wow. Okay, yeah, I have to read the book, definitely. Um, okay, that's a must read. But, oh guys, on another note, we're done with the hate you give. But I do want to shout out, because it's almost Halloween, and I'm a little ratchet, Tales from the Hood 2 is out on Hulu right now. Did and you on watch Netflix. it? And on Netflix? Yes. Did you watch it? I did not watch it. Because oh, girl! Oh, wait, I don't. Oh. I, I'm waiting because I want my mind free and clear because I oh. want to just, like, relax and not have to think about what's what I have to do personally next mm. i just want to chill yeah, grab girl. me a little drink yes have a drink it's so good oh, no. because so let me good. tell you tales from the hood is one of me and my brother and sister's favorite movie like oh, we came yeah. full lines from that movie and i think it was just so slept on oh well i mean well see it was a classic in my family so i don't know what anybody but else you know what a lot of people don't know yeah. What? Is, how we can you got quote no lines. We can quote lines from oh. that. And so when I saw there was a Tales from the Hood too, I was like, yo, I gotta watch it. Even though it's not a spike joint. No, it's not. No. I still am very much. It's good. It's good. You'll like it. Okay. You'll like it. That's it's what good. I said. I'm gonna watch it this it's weekend, good. Halloween weekend, and uh, like I said, give me a little sippy sip and relax. I was. Let me think. Um, trying to think. Is yeah, it's good. It's it, you'll. Okay, you just gotta watch it. Okay, we gotta talk, watch it. We gotta talk about it because you're gonna be like, what the fuck? I'm watching. Okay, you guys. So if you have seen either Tales from the Hood, the original one, or yes. Tales from the Hood 2, or you have any comments on the Hate You Give mm-hmm. or All American or yeah. any of the several things that we talked about in this episode, you can always hit us up on our social media accounts. Yes. Everything is at Black and Behind the Scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also email us yep. at blackandbehindthescenes at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you all. Absolutely. Um, and read some of your comments mm-hmm. uh, on the show. Absolutely. And um, guys, um, we bring some of the latest breaking news in the industry on our Instagram. So don't forget to follow us there also. Um, yep. Check it out. Yeah. And with that, I'm Antoinette. And I'm Brittany. And we'll catch you next time, guys. Night. Bye.